What up, it's your girl Ruby, and I'm your wife. But I won't be anymore if you keep spending $500 a month on Funko Pops. Thank you for listening to Totally Tubular Transform and Dive Rangers Episode 9. Just the beginning. We had a surprise break last week, sorry about that. Hopefully when we do breaks in the future, we'll update you. Like, for instance, we have this episode and Thursday's episode this week. Then we'll be taking a week off the week after. Come back with episodes 11 and 12 on the 7th and 9th of July. This is going to be a pretty long episode, well beyond our longest yet, so don't want to bog down the opening. Let's just dive right in. You're no longer needed. We do not see a need to continue to outsource our talents. No, I'm holding on to this. Gonna have to decline. So you're bribing me to cover up your own failing? If it is not going to be the carrot that gets you, perhaps it is going to be the stick. You want me to give up a source of protection to the city, to people who threaten the citizens of said city? John, do you have a wife to consider? Ma'am, did you just threaten my wife? If you ever come near me or my family, I will kill you. Now that was a pretty bad fight now, wasn't it? It's unmistakably the, the sound of Calico Jack. So what do you want this time? I'm just thinking. Driver's out the watch. Is it the driver I was inside of, or is it you? I think by the time you hit towards the Sandbed Hotel, that's right next door, there is like a little minute clinic. You go inside and you're able to patch yourself up. I think I'm going to spend the night there. John is going to shout, get away from my kid. I'm surprised you're worried about this one, not the other. And in his clutch is Henri. He's got Henri, John. Uh, Henri already called Cal my kid. We might as well let him in on the secret. Henri pushes back on Blackbeard, turns around as she frees herself, and you actually see gold light cover around her body. Oh, you've got to be kidding me! What are you here for? I wanted you to kill me. Black Caesar also wanted you to kill him, too. Oh, okay. So that makes sense why they're here. Why does everyone think I could kill everyone? We just we just happen to know you're a killer. Old Riley's still alive, and Fane and Calc are stuck in my head yelling at me. Davy Jones doesn't quite. Uh, he plays for keeps. He takes you. He takes your soul. At this point, you're going to get a message from Saul. Sam, thank you for calling. Reese should be heading down your way pretty soon. There's some sort of disturbance happening. Shin, when you wake up. Hello. Well, I'll let you stay here through the night. That is, that is going to be the, the under-the-table price that we agreed on. $500 cash. You're probably going to want to deal with um, the Espit of... Uh, I think what he's trying to say is we're trying to deal with the Espit of Cologne would be the first thing I'd recommend all you deal with. Oh, so a giant creature is living underneath Iron Mountain, and Davy Jones is going to try to wake that up. They actually see a giant creature from the sky touch down onto land and at the top of the creature is a dozen or so piranha pirate with one taller like about 12 feet tall stark blue in a absolutely elegant long coat blue shark abs and you can tell it's Davy because the cow recognizes the face immediately the giant creature that they rode in on raises its jaw, turns towards the Neo Dive Rangers, and begins to just start attacking right in. I'm going to transform, because that's the thing I can still do. 
Okay. You look out and you see the figure of a giant fish creature, and it looks familiar. As the three of you walk underneath there, Davy Jones turns around and looks at the three of you. Well, how? Morning. So I'm guessing you're the party who's coming here to stop me. Pretty much. Cal, for the first time, and you can sometimes just hear murmurs, if not full-on voices in the back of your head. You hear something just stunned silent. You hear a palpable silence, an extremely loud silence in the back of your head. This is unsettling since he's always heard something for the last day. I'm curious why you humans want to stop. Typically, we don't like seeing our loved ones die and underneath the foot of a giant monster. Well then, clearly you don't understand. Let me explain to you. I like humans. I actually like what you've done with the place. Not a lot of time and you've already made a whole new world. It's impressive. Self-destructive, too. That's what I like most. It's all gonna go one day. You're all going to destroy yourselves before you ever get out to stars. That's the way it should be. I don't want what Dagon has. I don't want his plan. I don't want any of it. I want... the world the way it is. And if that means I have to do drastic measures, to make certain he does not rise, I will do drastic measures. You don't even know who Dagon is, do you? Not really, but, um, doesn't really matter. Honestly, that's perfect. It's fine. You're the best humanity has done. This is it. A bird, a horned beast, and you. You're just full of surprises, aren't you? Don't think I can't smell. You can smell me? You just smell such a certain... It's kind of weird smelling a college student, Davy. Davy snaps his fingers, and from the flames, actually pull two forms. And you see the forms of Vane and Calico Jack. As they then collapse down from the fire into burnt sarcasm. <sighs> I guess I really was too hopeful. Like I said, the boy is full of so many surprises. Well, if not that, then let's try this. And Davy rushes forward towards the rod and the gemstone that's humming the sound and takes the gemstone and hurls it into the fire. The sound, as it echoes through, begins the entire chamber to shake and struggle until right underneath the platform, underneath where the fire was, 
you actually see a head begin to push up from the ground. And it's not even just a tiny piece of it. You see... You see an eye as it rises. And the eye alone is the size of this massive chamber. And Davy holding onto the rod pierces it onto the side of this thing's face as it continues to rise and holds on as it busts through the ground, causing the entire chamber to begin to collapse. Let's get out of here. All, well, I would say all three, but Henri doesn't have to roll. The two of you roll for courage. Uh, I got a nine. I got a ten. Okay. With a ten, you absolutely... Wait, nine, actually. Oh, nine? No. Yeah, I only have courage one. Boldness is two. Oh, okay. Ooh. So nine. I have a nine, though. I got it. Okay, so both of you... Here's the here's here's what I'm gonna do for uh for you. Two of you are able to escape unharmed. One of you is forced to not just stay behind, but actually gets trapped under rubble. I'll let you choose which one of the three gets trapped under rubble. Could could I do you um... wanna throw Cal from out from under you the boulder, basically? That's fine, but I was also going to ask if I could um, go hitch a ride with Davy and, and and go pick him up and beat him. Yeah, honestly, yeah, no, you 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 can you can have the two of them escape fine. Like literally, you can order be like Henri Cal get out of here, or like Henri get Cal out of here as you just run up forward and grab onto this giant creature as it begins to submerge from underground. Works with me, Henri. Get Cal out of here. I'm gonna go. Piss off, Davy. Okay, yeah. You jump on as this thing is completely up there. You take two harm in the process. That's fine. Back outside, Reese is trying their hardest to, to basically stand in leadership role as Kath is... She's trying her best to use the orange diver powers. And all she can really do is just tiny little sparks of stuff. She's not quite able to do those massive spells that Cal is capable of. Instead, all she's able to do is just tiny little sparks of flame. She has no weapon to either call, so she's just doing her best to struggle through it all. Reese, with their lance out, tries to stab and slash at this thing and keeps on getting smashed off to the side. Nadia, Nadia is every time she tries to swing with a sword, you can not just see her wince, but you can hear why. No, not like that. That's terrible form. No. Nadia, you're better than this. And just every time she's about to land a hit, it just, that, that sound pierces through. Sam, what do you do? I produce the shovel-nosed fish guitar and hit the Kraken. 
I would like you to describe that uh, that 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 wonderful weapon a little bit more. Is Sam is Sam still in a hole though? Sam, Sam was able to dig themselves out. Okay. Uh, the shovelnose fish guitar is a guitar shaped like a fish. It's got like a pointy end uh, to it. It it looks more like a stingray than like a fish. Fish. Yeah, that still sounds pretty baller. Yeah. And our 2d6 plus zero. That's a nine. Okay. With a nine, I'm going to say you're able to... What exactly were you trying to attack with it? Anything in particular? Anything I can reach. Okay. I'm going to say you try and actually hit it right along its face, and you are mm -hmm. actually able to... You're able to strike more of that carapace. And not only are you able to strike that carapace, you're actually able to strike it so that it comes off and it just slinks off so half of its face is now being shown. And underneath it, you can see it's... Before you thought it was like a creature, but it had like a casing around it. And now you can see this deeply scarred with like this like fish-like skin and scales that have seemingly been flayed underneath all of it and you can see that this thing it looks like it's in tremendous pain yeah. and so i'm gonna say that's pretty much like the negative part of it is that you see this thing and you recognize that it is it is unhappy to be fighting and unhappy to be like this altogether does anyone know how to reason with a crabfish thing no cool Shinu, what do you do? Shinu is going to ready his claw and run at it to go for another attack to the face. But upon seeing it, upon seeing it in pain, he uh, he recognizes it and stops, and he wants to talk to it. Okay, how are you going to how are you going to try and talk to it? Calmly. Anything in particular you're saying? Uh, Shin's going to say. Hey, I know you miss her. The creature looks back at Shin with just an even stronger pained expression for a second before an angry howl at your direction. And this time you don't hear it from inside your head. You don't hear it from inside your heart. You hear it shrieking towards you. You do not belong. I know. I know I don't belong. But I'm here now. And I'm holding on to this for her until she gets back. It continues to thrash out. Its eyes red, but the part of its face where the carapace has been pulled away the red eyes instead glow a a dim, dim, almost pink color. And as it thrashes, it, it pulls itself closer towards you. What do you do? I stand my ground and say... We can work together. We don't have to be friends. We just need to stop 
Davy. She abandoned me. She abandoned me too. The creature stops moving and goes limp for a moment as it as it like looks like it's catching its breath. I walk up to it slowly and place one hand on its head. When you place a hand over its head, you feel you feel its pain. And in fact, you don't feel like you're transported somewhere else, but you get an image of a warrior in front of you. He's short, at least short for his kind, about seven foot, in very ornate armor, and with a long, long sword, one that's 10 feet, well beyond its own size. And he looks at you like a ghostly apparition. My name is Mulyong. My name is Shinu Yong. They reach a hand out to hold on to like your arm to not just like do a handshake, but like a full on just a contract. <laughs> Shin uh, extends his hand and clasps his hand on their arm. Shinu. I will. I can think of no better person to help. And as they say that, the carapace completely surrounding this creature falls off. And what was once a vague, almost fish-like look of this thing, as the carapace falls off, and as a green wave covers around them, you see the shape of the creature in its true form. You see the goby fish. And you see this as right behind it, the head of a giant creature rises from the ground along with almost the entirety of Iron Mountain rising with it. As you see four long legs stand up from this massive crater it has created. And you see this incredibly, impossibly large turtle creature begin to shuffle and move above you. Our first port of call. Sounds about right. Sam, how you feeling about all that? That was a lot. <laughs> uh, undeterred by this, Sam immediately tries to think of something to deal with the giant turtle that they now see behind all of this happening. Uh, so I yell at Reese. Can you throw me at the turtle? Give me a boost. 
Reese runs on over and says, I can do you one better. They reach their lance out and the back end of it towards you and says, hold on to that. Okay. As they pull back and hurl the lance upwards with you holding on to the back of it as you then shoot on and stab onto the side of the giant creature. All right, cool. While on the ground, Reese points over to Kath and to Nadia and says, okay, you two run interference. Reese looks over to Shin. Hey, buddy, you want to help us out? Would you like to help me out? What you need? Well, I mean, I've got the giant monster to fight that giant monster. You've got your ineffective team. Not if I do it first. Sam is too far away to be heard. <laughs> ineffective? I mean, that's harsh to say in front of them. Look, I saw Sparky over there. I think at this point, Cal and Henri show back up. At which point, Reese looks over and is all like, Okay, is everyone just here tonight? I don't know if Cal wanted to respond to that. Oh. Uh, I guess Cal would be like, Henri, can you drop me over there? I, need, I want to get the driver back. Henri drops off Cal right with the gathering of people as this giant turtle creature begins to to wander back in, like, over towards the city. Hey, Kath. I love you. You're a fantastic person to work with. You're amazing. He's better than you. Kath, without having a hesitation, just pulls the driver out and just tosses it over to Cal. Thanks. Uh, sorry about that. No, trust me, it's fine. I, I, I don't know how you do it. I really don't. Nadia looks over at the rest of the team. Where's the, uh... Wasn't there another guy with all of you? At that point, we're going to cut over to the side of the giant turtle creature's head. We have Davy, who's holding on by the rod that has now been impaled on its side. And imagine it's basically impaled on its cheek. And Davy just gets a soft footing on top of this, barely hanging on like Shadow Colossus, pulls the rod out and begins climbing towards the top. John, how are you holding on to the side of this thing? John has impaled his claws into the thing as he's climbing up it like a jaguar up a tree. Okay. I'm going to ask you to roll courage to see how you climb Not up. Not very side. well. Okay. Unless okay. I use a destiny counter. Ooh, okay, yeah, you can use a destiny counter. Yeah, I figure I don't want to fall off and die yet. So Not uh, yet. Right, so I'm going to use a destiny counter. Okay, okay. With a 12, you are able to, like, just really push your claws in there and pull yourself up the side of this massive creature's face. You're actually able to get up there and get up up close and personal to Davy as Davy's trying to climb uh, like climb his way up. Davy kicks you a little bit, but you're not able to actually get pulled aside. Do you want to attack Davy? 
No, John is going to uh, get to the top of the head first. Okay. I'm going to say with that uh, 12, more or less, that you rolled, that you're able to get up there all the way without issue continuing. What do you plan to do at the top? John is, as soon as Davey gets on there, he's going to punch Davey right and square in the jaw. Okay, so you're literally waiting for Davey to get up there just so you can cheap shot him. No, he's not going to cheap shot him. He's going to let him get up there, down on top, and then he's going to punch him as hard as he can. Okay, okay, so you're literally waiting up there to like sitting down until Davey stands up. John wouldn't sit down. He would just stand there waiting. Okay, stand there waiting for him. Okay, are you literally like tapping your foot as this whole thing is going there? Okay, I'm going to say because you're not you're you're waiting and you're not just like going to use the open opportunity. I'm going to say roll boldness minus two. Okay. Seven. Yeah, with a seven, you, because you waited, Davey uses the immediate first opportunity he can to come up and just strike you first. And so you're able to get a good hit in on him, but he's also able to get a good hit in on you. He pushes you like almost off. You're able to just barely balance out. But because he pushes you far enough away, he uses the rod to slash against your chest. Mm-hmm. Take two harm. Okay. Back on the ground, we're going to pretty much uh, go over who wants to do what. Kyle's going to transform right away. Okay. You roll me that chroma. 13. Damn, 13. Yes. Wanted a good roll for this. Okay, you transform, and in fact, I'm going to say this right now. She didn't just give you the driver. I think she gave you her dive watch as well. Oh. So you get the awesome, cool transformation, including the new sound effect with it. Sweet. As you transform, Kath looks over at you and can just see how much shinier that you bright, like I, I how much, how much shinier you glow, more. you sparkle. You just completely outshine her in every possible way. And she just kind of steps to the side and Seb looks over and sees like, Shinu, I'm imagining you are starting to like mount Mulyong to like, yeah. yeah. And Seb is just like, like looking over there from like far enough away in the same way that Cathar and just all like, we are completely out of our depth. But Nadia, Nadia immediately, like, as soon as Shinu starts to, like, get on top, Nadia jumps on top there, too, and is all like, hey, we're in this together. All right, but Reese walks. Cal is, yeah, okay. Never mind, go ahead, sorry. Well, that's it, Reese walks. I want Cal to, Henri, can you uh, get me up to where John is? Sure thing. She gives a little smirk as she uh, picks you up again. And this time noting, oh, you're a little bit heavier this time. And races up towards the top of this giant creature's head. On the way, I wanted to shoot a lightning bolt at the eye of the creature. Okay. You roll that good old secrets roll. Nine. I'm going to say you're able to actually do a lightning bolt. Yeah. But as you are doing that lightning bolt, you actually get rustled out of 
like Henri's arms oh. and you drop. I was gonna say, can I add a plus one, but I can't do that until before, right? Mm -hmm. I have to do that before. As you are falling, you are able to kind of direct yourself onto the head and you're able to just kind of roll on top of it. But as you roll there, you're in an extremely precarious position. Okay. Sam, are you also joining on top of Mulyong? Yeah. Okay, so it's going to be a party. It's going to be Nadia, uh, Shinu, Sam, and Reese is going to like literally look at Shinu and say, we don't have time for this, and jump on top of Mulyong. Shinu grumbles a little bit about having to share the space with uh, Sam and Reese, but uh, urges uh, Mulyong to move forward. Okay, and Mulyong, like like a fish in any media in which you don't know how to use a fish on land, just flies. Be because that just makes sense to me. It was flying earlier, so it's fine. It's, yeah. It flies. As it flies and it starts flying around, what what are you? What is the plan here, Shinim? I'm going for the face. I'm going to try to bite its neck. Okay, I think this is more of a you are. How how are you? How are you doing this with Mulyong? Is this something that you are planning out together, or is this a convincing Mulyong to do? Basically, I want to know, is this going to be a heroism or a role? I think I'll think I'll let you decide. Sorry, I missed you cut out there. I'm basically going to ask you, this can either be like a heroism or a wits role for this. How are you communicating with Mulyong to, to do what you need to do? I'm saying to Mulyong, I think the best course of action is for us to go for the head. What do you think, partner? Yeah. Mulyong is immediately agreeing. Let's see how it works. Um, again, I'm just going to let you decide heroism or wits. Whichever one you want to roll. Well, I'm going to go with the one that I have bonuses in. That seems like the smart move. That works. Which one is that? Heroism. I figured. It did sound like a heroism thing to do, though. Yeah. And I got a four, but I'm going to use a Destiny counter. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Use Destiny counter, you get a 12. You tell me what it looks like when you, when you bite. Uh, Mulyong goes in, bites the neck, and just pushes the head towards the ground. Okay. I'm going to say you deal some significant damage to the giant turtle. However, by pushing the head towards the ground... The already precarious position that Cal was in, you are now in an extremely dangerous position. Roll courage to see if you're able to stay on top. Okay. 13. Yeah, you... <laughs> you hold on. In fact, you tell me how you, how you stay afloat. Um... Cal, when he uh, shot his lightning bolt... Did it like score at the top of the the head? So it's a like, nice little crevice. So when he like gets rolled off, he falls in this nice little crevice that he has nice handholds to hold on to. Awesome. John, I'm also gonna ask you to roll to see, like roll courage to see if you stay on top of this thing. Um because Davy before. at this point has stabbed the rod into the head of this creature. And is now holding on to that while it's the head is tipped to the side. Okay. I want to see how you do this. Um, I was gonna I was gonna ask if I could tackle Davy away from the rod, but I 
I think you don't uh, have enough time hurt. to do so. I think I okay. think you have to act in this moment uh, for so, to see if you the courage, correct? Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, seven. Okay, I'm going to say you can. Here, here's my thing: you can either stay on and just kind of like hold on tight with your claws, or if you really want to, you can knock Davy off, but you go off too, and both of you are going to collide into the ground. Sounds good to me. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell fucking yeah. Uh, John will tell Honor to get the rod though, as they as they're falling. Okay. Honor, get the rod. Henri, yeah, runs over and tries to hand, which uh, get a hand on the rod. And so as she's flying down, as you're falling, you and Davy actually get into a little bit of a scrap. So okay. roll boldness to see what happens through here. Uh, a six. Ooh. Okay. So yeah, you definitely take some pretty significant harm. Take three harm. Okay. Because like he is able to just scrap you during this, and he's holding on to you. Uh huh. Then you hit the ground. Take another three harm after that. Okay. Um. Guess I couldn't use a destiny counter to again to minimize the damage you can minimize one of them like you can you can get rid of one of those uh one of, one of those damage amounts i'll um i'll minimize the uh second one okay okay so whenever you land you're actually able to after he scraps you you're able to actually land in such a way that he lands on his back and you land on top of him mm -hmm. so the brunt of the damage is on to him sam and co how are uh what are you going to do now that it is attached to the the neck what is your plan okay so sam you are already on the giant creature cool what is your plan uh based on what everyone else was doing i'm gonna try to how close am i to the neck i am going to say you are fairly close okay in that case i'll follow suit with everyone else and attack the neck Okay. What kind of attack are you doing? Uh, I'm since I've already got the fish guitar out. I'm just going to keep using that. Okay. Are you going to actually like? You'd have to let go of the spear. You're kind of just hanging on the side there, so oh. you have to like do a like leap and dive onto the neck. C is the harpoon a two-handed weapon? Yeah, uh, Reese's lance is a two two-handed weapon. Reese's lance is, but is the dive harpoon? Oh, the dive harpoon? No. Can I switch out my weapon for the dive harpoon and try to shoot the neck? Absolutely. Yeah. So we'll go with that then. Okay, so you're doing covering fire while holding on to Reese's Exactly. Okay, okay, I like that. Uh, roll me some of that good old boldness. I got a 10. Yeah, with a 10, you're actually able to like not just do covering fire, but you're able to actually... With that shot, you're able to completely remaneuver yourself. So if you want to, you can just jump down onto the neck free of charge. Cool. We'll do that. Okay. That way I can melee in the near future, hopefully. Okay. Cal, you are on the head as Henri is also racing towards the rod. You're a lot closer. What do you want to do? Hmm. Like, the rod is on top of the head still? 
Or is it falling mm-hmm. off the head? Yeah, the, the, the rod is impaled onto the top of the head. Oh, okay. Um, okay, then I can, I can do, still do what I wanted to do. Kyle's going to jump out of his little crevice and uh, jump up to the rod and basically grab both hands on it and channel his second armor of the octopus, stinging shock as powerfully as he can down into the head. Okay. And he's going to use his plus one forward. Ooh, okay. So then you roll that. You roll that chroma. Let's see. Thirteen. Ooh, thirteen. Yeah, you're able to do just a nasty amount of damage. Just like you see, like the uh, behind the eyes, like flash. Like literally, you see the eyes just flash. You see, you see this whole thing skeleton actually, <laughs> as it's shocked. And you actually feel the weight of its whole, the whole creature begins to dip as its legs start to look like they're about to give out. And it actually lets out another just sad, horrific cry. Shinu, what do you do? I'm going to, I turn to Mu Young and say, keep holding the turtle down. I'm going to try and see if I can help John. And how are you going to help John? I am going to run over to him and try and punch Davy in the face. Well, it's more like you'd have to jump down to him. Then I'll jump down and with uh, the claws out and try to claw Davy in the face as, as I fall. Okay. Reese pulls out their dive harpoon. And actually jumps down with you. And as Reese is jumping down with you, is like laying covering fire. Nadia, still on Mu Yong, jumps off and actually runs towards where like Cal is and where Henri is also racing towards. Shin, I want you to roll boldness to see what kind of damage you do as you land. To myself or to him? <laughs> Potentially both. Yay! Got an eight. Okay. With an eight, you are going to... You're going to also take some damage as you get down there. You're going to take two harm as you land, but you're also going to deal a significant amount of harm. Uh, How much harm does the little claws deal again? They deal two, ignoring two armor. Okay. That's what I thought. I, I remember there was some piercing in there. Yeah, you're able to, like, just completely slash them uh slash davy up and so davy is now very 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 also busy. abnormal okay with that abnormal roll for chroma i got an eight again okay with an eight you can either demorph right now and that'll be the end of it you don't take any harm you can stay morphed and deal harm to yourself davy and john or you can not have any harm dealt to you, but have more significant harm dealt to John and Davy. I'm going to demorph. Okay. So you completely demorph, and as that happens, Davy, not even paying attention to you now that you've demorphed and like been pushed a little bit off to the side, Davy puts all of his attention in on John. 
and lunges forward with a cutlass that he brandishes that he's basically made entirely out of ice around his like hands running forward he does a leaping dash mm -hmm. that before it connects against you reese's covering fire pushes him away as reese lands down next to you and looks up like it's a cool like that iron man land looks up like it's really cool and then like stumbles down a little bit because they did just like fucking land like after falling over like 200 feet right john what do you do question uh does the mishy peshu form give me armor yes okay uh okay i've been keeping that armor in uh in track okay i, I didn't know because i had forgotten that if you it also can only take three harm at a time so that's why i was giving right. three harm yeah makes sense like, yeah uh, no you, you you were you were doing bad so i had to give you a lot oh no i understand i was just i was for my own like i think i have armor and i wanted to remember that i had armor yeah, fair for future references um so john is going to is is um davy on the ground or is he just pushed away davy is just pushed away you're about 12 feet away from each other right now Okay, John is going to rush forward and then slam his head into Davies. Okay. The headbutt is back. Just gore them with the headbutt with horns? Oh, I love that. Give me some of that good old boldness. Okay. That boldness that I love. Oh, no. Five. I'm going to say, as with that headbutt, and as we already have known, there is a reason why you have not used this power in a long time. The reason why you haven't is because you knew it only had so much power left. Mm -hmm. You knew there was, you were on borrowed time this whole moment. Right. And you kept it around as a keepsake, but also you knew maybe someday you might need it. And since you've had the powers, you haven't worried too much. But those powers are gone now. And these powers, like I said, borrowed time. Mm -hmm. So when you go to headbutt against Davy Jones, your head, your forehead meets against them, and you feel those powers break around you as you demorph, and you feel yourself just completely stopped, like you just headbutted against a brick wall, and you get bounced back, and Davy looks down at you, twelve feet tall. This massive, massive shark creature. And just sneers. Is that all? Nope, they're still fighting me yet. And John's gonna try to get up. Okay, roll courage to see if you're able to stand. Twelve. Not only do you stand, but you hear a voice from behind you. As Davey raises up his blade about to smash down on you. You stand up and the blade is struck as the sound hails through. Sam! And you know exactly who it is. You see Selau just completely cut through and smash Davy's ice blade completely apart. As right in front of you, as you stand proud, Selau, 
just pierces into the ground. Oh my goodness, John! Oh, I've missed you so much! Nadia is not nearly as fun as you, nor is she nearly as good at me as you are! Glad to hear you're back, bud. If you, like, look up, you'll actually see Nadia completely demorphed, hanging off the side of Mulyong, looking down at you, like, you owe me one, buddy. And you actually see that tied around the side of Seilau is the new dive watch with the driver inside of it. What do you do? John puts it on and transforms. Okay. I'm going to say you just get it. I'm going to say I'm going to say you just transform because there's no way I imagine it's going to mess up at this point. Or will it? No, it's not going to. Now John is on fire. Yeah, knowing John's luck. <laughs> hey, that 12 was really good, okay? When John rolls a 12, that's how you know things are serious. Yep. He rolls really well in these moral high ground situations. Like, I'm going to stand up. You can't stop me. That's John's superpower. John's superpower is that he will never back down. He will never give up. Except when his family is threatened and, and, and it's all... And Saul Joy tells him to give up, then he gives up. But no one else can get him to give up. To be fair, I did threaten to kill her. It, eh, and I, I, I believe you do it. Cal, you're up in the top of the head. You just hit it with a giant lightning bolt. Henri lands down next to you. And grabs onto the side of the rod herself. And she says... Do you want to try another one? Do we need another one? I feel kind of bad doing that. <laughs> and you actually hear it cry out again. And she says, we can feel bad about it, but this thing needs to get put down. That's something that me and John had to learn. We have to put these things down. Some Cal steals himself and says, okay, one more then. Ten. I was going to say you can roll Chroma plus two because of Henri. Oh, so if you already so, rolled plus well, two, you roll a 12. With that, Henri holding on to it, you actually see a golden spark come down at the same time as your lightning bolt. And both of them strike this rod as another huge power surge completely smashes into it. And it's not even just that this rod breaks apart, but the entire thing explodes against you. But like the power around you is so great that it doesn't even affect you. And you actually see the head of this thing bore open just enough to, to see underneath the craggy, rocky exterior there is just a little bit of flesh, and you can see it just singed. At the As you and Henri both go flying into different directions, not quite off of the head, but just enough away so that you are not in that crater anymore. Sam, what are you going to do? Am I still on the neck? Yeah, you're on the neck now. 
And everyone else has gotten their shit back. Just about. Cool. Uh, I hit the turtle neck again using the um, using the spear mode of the harpoon. Okay. Roll me boldness to see how you do this. Actually, you know what? No, I'm going to say roll me wits. Because I think at this point, you're not just hitting it to hit it. I'm getting an idea that like Sam is trying to find that specific spot. Yeah. I'm trying to bring the whole house down, basically. Uh, make it easier on everyone else now that they are at the level that they should be at. So that's a plus three. If this decides it wants to roll, I got a 13. With a 13, you're going to stab into the side of this thing's neck, and you actually feel it not just hit the rock, but it's actually going to hit between two slides of the rock and slip right between them, and you're able to puncture into just this perfect little spot. Like, you noticed it had a crank. Like, you noticed something wrong with the way it moved its neck, and you just, you knew right where to hit it, and you hit it right in this nerve. And it's already barely standing up anymore from all the damage that Cal and Henri just did. And with that last little hit that you do, that just puncture right inside of that neck, it topples and falls down flat into the ground, sending a crater and a shockwave across. As on your battlefield, John and Shinu, all you see is just dust blow across. And Shinu, you feel dust blow across your entire body as when you open your eyes, you see John and Davy locked in combat as Reese picks up their lance as it's like fallen down and just like perfectly landed next to them. Picks up their lance and also heads in towards combat. Shinu, what do you do? I'm going to try to morph again. Okay. You morph. You do not need to roll. When you morph, you feel yourself full of power. You actually see Mulyong again. And Mulyong looks at you, and you don't just see the beast. You see... You see the form, the humanoid. He smiles at you. About to say, we're not done yet. Let's do this. With that rush of power, what do you do? I charge right at Davy, but try and come from behind him so that he doesn't see me. So I can just gore him in the back. Okay, roll me boldness. Got an 11. Ooh. With an 11, you're actually able to not just gore him in the back. You're able to just pierce into it so that, like, through his chest and shoulder, just completely, like, like your claws completely go through him. And you actually see, like, his entire body retch and writhe as he grunts trying to push John off of him as they have like their hands clasped together like in a DBZ fight just pushing against each other as after that the side of his rib is then 
completely stabbed in by Reese's lance. And he makes another horrible groan. And he takes in a deep breath and then exhales. Shinu John rolls uh, chroma. Eight. Ten. Okay. I think that's my highest chroma roll ever. Honestly, yeah. With a ten, John, you don't even get phased by it, but Shinu, you feel yourself, your joints freeze over. And in fact, you feel your claws freeze over. And your choice is you can either take harm and stay in, like, like attached to the side or let go of your claws, drop away, and basically lose your claws. I'm going to drop the claws and move away. Okay. As you drop your claws and move away, you actually see them get frozen as the breath he exhales is this complete ice breath. John... You're so fired up through all of this that your entire body is just boiling. Your 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 absolute fiery soul is what keeps you completely warm through this. But you look over at Reese and you see the lance as it's stabbed inside of him snaps in half. And Reese is left with just the one half of it from there. Sam, Cal, what do you do? Did I see all of that, or did the dust cloud cover it? I think the dust cloud covered it, and so you are still just kind of seeing the effects of the shockwave. Okay. Uh, can I kind of pinpoint where everyone else is and then jump down? Yes. You will I, have to do a courage roll to make certain you land. That's Good, fair. Uh, their bravery manifests as them thinking things through, uh, such as getting a 12 on trying to land safely. Yeah. So yeah, you're able to actually uh, land perfectly fine right near to them, and you can actually see this struggle, and you're actually able to see that Reese's lance has been like broken off, and that they have been pushed to the side, and that Shinu is needed to roll away, but John is locked hand in hand, and just like about to like headbutt him again from what it looks like. Cal, what do you do? Um. So if I've seen Sam jump towards them, do I know where they are now? Or is it still too dusty? I'm going to say roll. You you can roll wits to see if you're able to actually catch that Sam, like where Sam jumped down. To. Okay. Four. Okay. Yeah. With a four, you do not catch to see where Sam jumped, but also you're more or less forced off of it. So you have to kind of jump down. Okay. So give me a courage roll. Well, okay. I was going to say, can I jump off and use stone strangle to like give myself like a nice slide down? Yeah, okay. I can see that. I can see that. So I'm going to use six armor of the octopus stone strangle as I jump off this giant turtle head. 13. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, so as you basically, yeah, you do stone strangle and it... Like a little slide is made like out of stone. Slide out of stones, yeah. That kind of caresses you gently as you land down onto the ground, and Henri touches down with you. John, what do you do? You are at this point you're locked hand against that, but I also imagine um, you've got like Salau on your back. Yeah. And so you can like reach like you can let go of the hand and reach back and just strike again if you'd like. 
Uh, tell me if this is too much to do in once. I want to... Can you do it in a head... line? Yes, I think so. Okay. I want to headbutt Davey, and then once he stumbles back, grab Salo and slash as hard as I can downwards. Give me that boldness. Hit me with that boldness. 13. Ooh-hoo-hoo. Yeah, no, you do exactly that. You headbutt Davey. Like, like you're literally looking at Davey like, flinch, and then... Boom, headbutt right into him as Davy is pushed back. And also, like, like you're holding into that, and you're like, you are six foot, he is 12 foot, and you still somehow fucking headbutt him. Keep on forgetting how much fucking larger I said he was. But you still fucking headbutt this asshole. And then you immediately jump back, grab Selau, slash against him, and you actually slash right against his face, causing a deep scar along like, the bridge line of his face. Shinu, you have lost your claws. What do you? What, what is your plan now? Shoot Davy in the back of the head. Okay. You pull out your dive harpoon, and you roll boldness to see what happens. Got a 13. <laughs> You're not just laying covering fire. You are straight up just, like, smashing the back of his head. As he's already disoriented from the front, he's now disoriented from the back. He is completely out of it. That boy got a concussion now. Mm-hmm. Sam, what are you going to do to follow up with this? Can I also shoot Davy in the head? Absolutely. <laughs> Just while we're all here. Give me that boldness. This is a team-building exercise. <laughs> that was an eight. Within eight, you're, you're probably just far enough to where all you can really do is like covering fire, but yeah. you are able to keep Davy pretty much right where he is. You're not dealing any harm to him, but you do keep Davy where he is. Hey, keeping him in line is something. Cal, what is your go? So Cal, seeing everyone piling onto Davy, basically, is going to follow suit. Seeing as he just uses this amazing stone strangle, he's going to try again, but this time on Davy. Roll me that. Ooh, five. Ooh. I want to destiny counter this, actually. Okay, yeah, you can totally destiny counter it. Reminder, yeah. if you destiny counter something, you do not get the experience from it. Oh, I know. Okay. I figured everybody knew. Okay. Uh... Stone tentacles come out of the ground around Davy and wrap around his lower half. Then another one comes down and bonks him on the head as well. Okay, yeah. Um, so with Davy kind of like just... So lassoed around the legs and then hits against the head. Yep. I think this causes Davy enough to actually fall down to the ground and just barely writhe in place. As Reese kind of stands up and with the dive harpoon comes through at this, as a dive spear now and just like stabs right into, uh, into the side... And Henri also comes laying, like, more fire with, like, shuriken feathers. These gold shuriken feathers that are just, like, shot out and stabbed right through the body. And Davy looks like he's just completely out. Before his eyes open right back again. And he writhes back up with all this damage and just torn outfit just covered in scars and shots and slashes 
and just all the harm that he's taken and stands right back up and snarls. Try me. John, what do you do? John rushes forward, um, sail out in hand, and he delivers uh, a large cut to Davy's thigh and then across the, the head, the neck. Okay. Roll that boldness. 11. You are able to slash at Davy's throat, and you actually see the blue blood completely drained down from the slash onto his chest. And yet he still doesn't even seem phased by it. And Selau just shouts out, My goodness, John! I, I don't know! Shinu, what do you do? We shoot him in the spine this time. Okay. Boldness again. Give me that boldness. I got an eight. With an eight, you lay covering fire on top of him. It's actually able to hit his spine. Not only does it hit his spine, it actually flays the flesh around from it. And you can actually see part of his jagged spine showing from his back. And as you do that, he turns around and just tosses a sword your direction that slashes through and knocks the dive harpoon from your hand. Sam, what do you do? How far am I from Davy? You are within... I, I would say you can run up into close range if you want. Yeah, um... I want to run up and then cross-check him with a spear in his, into his spine. Okay, yeah. You hit me with that boldness. Let's see. Let's see. Just like yes-ending everyone to Shanu's moves. Eight. <laughs> okay, you come in through there, and you do clip the back of his spine. And you're able to actually deal, and you actually see his body just shrink. Like, you see his spine just, like, completely, like, like, like you slip a disc out from his, his spine entirely. Uh. But as you get close enough to do that, he swipes at you with his hand and pushes you far away, right into where Shinu is. Shinu, you don't take any damage, but Sam, having been slashed, you take two harm. I am abnormal again. You roll that chroma. Let's see what happens. Nine. With a nine, I'm going to say you can either demorph and that is all that's going to happen to you bad. Or you can hit Shinu and deal damage to Shinu. Uh, I hit Shinu and deal damage to Shinu. Shinu, you take one harm. It's like a shock from the suit, right? Wasn't me. I am at five out of six. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Wasn't me. Oops. Cal, what do you do? Cal's going to attempt to. It's a bit, this is a bit uh, dark, but I want to use Gripper the Octopus on Davy's spine <laughs> and try to rip it. Basically. <laughs> shoot out like the discs <laughs> Shin Kamen Rider Prologue <laughs>
Let's do this. Okay. Third armor of the octopus. Grip of the octopus. Hit me with that chroma. Eight. With an eight, you're actually able to tug at his spine. Not only are you able to tug at it, you actually pull it, like, almost out. Ugh. And you actually see his body slump in this unnatural way. But as you're doing that, he actually just stares at you. And you feel a chill run over your body as you notice that your feet are now starting to freeze into place. Henri rushes towards him. And as she's trying to, like, just get claws into him, he dodges out of the way in this even more unnatural, contorted position. And then swats her down into the ground. He then reaches behind him and just straightens his spine back into place with like a loud, loud crack. As you then see the slash across the bridge line of his face begins to just slowly ice over. And you begin to then see other slashes and other nicks he has ice over. He looks out. John, what do you do? Um, John is going to... Um, is he at his full height again? Yeah. Okay. Um, John wants to... Judo throw... Um, Davey onto the ground. And then... Stab him with Selah. I think doing that is a lot okay. to be able to judo throw him. I'm going to say you yeah. can try and doing it, but if you try okay. and do that, you will have to do it out of minus one. Okay, I'll just do the judo throw then. I think the judo throw is the, is the part that I think is, is difficult. Because I think he's okay. 12 feet tall, and I think... Okay, yeah, I don't want him to have a good hold then. I thought... Okay. Um, there's nothing I can really do. I guess I'm just going to climb him and stab him. Okay. Roll boldness. Let's see you hit, like, another, like, incredibly high number. Oh, Nine. I think with nine, you can either be swatted away before you're even able to do damage and not sustain damage, but just basically be, like, pushed away. Or you can do damage, and then he grabs you afterwards and tosses you away to to take damage as well. Uh, I think John would just get swatted away. While he's busy swatting you away, Reese, who you see a flash of crimson as he demorphs, runs up with a leap, jumps up behind Davy with a arm his left arm wrapped around Davy's neck as Davy just like laughs. It's like, what is this? As Reese pulls their dive watch in close underneath Davy's neck. As you can then notice that Reese's watch is sparking. And Reese says, 
I don't know if there's any other way for me to do this. I hope this makes up for the last 48 hours. And takes the broken half of their lance and smashes it into their dive watch. Sam yells out, Reese! The driver sparks once before a flash of crimson takes over the entire scene. When the smoke clears, you see small remains of Davy Jones. But you see just vapor. You see red steam where Davy had stood. And then, like 30 feet away, you see Reese. And they go to lift up their left arm to give a thumbs up. And they don't really lift up much of anything before they look out and they just pass out. That idiot. <laughs> I like that that's, that's your reaction. Just oh. gets their arm blown off and you're just like, that idiot. That's that's a Shinu reaction right there. But we know it was sincere and um and heartfelt because it came from John. That's true. Shin is just keeping quiet. He wants to say something just very inappropriate, just cunt. But for Reese's uh sacrifice, Shin keeps his mouth shut. But it's obvious that Shin is forcing himself quiet, like he's shaking. Henri stirs back to her feet and looks over at the battlefield where Davy had just been fought and wonders out loud, I'm sorry, what happened? Davy's gone. Hopefully forever. Cal goes over and attempts to prevent Reese from bleeding out. Henri rushes over too, immediately starting triage. Well, Kyle is doing a more mystical nature with his chroma power restorative ray. If he had any power left. Roll chroma. Let's let's see what kind of power you got left. Ten. You're able to get Reese's wound stable. He's no longer bleeding. Around this time is when Nadia has, along with Mulyong, like kind of both of I think Mulyong at this point has like shrunk down as they have that power. Actually, no, I don't think I don't think they shrink down. I don't know if I like the idea of it being I, shrink I down. I don't know breaks. if I like that. It'll just be like the cure major. Eh, no, it, it break it breaks a rule that I actually already had set in place with the universe, so I'm not going to do that. So yeah, Mulyong uh kind of has like let go of Espiticalone as Nadia just kind of like walks over along with. Seb and Kath drive on by, pretty much seeing what's happened, and immediately, like, look over and start tending to, like, Seb walks over along with Henri and starts tending to Reese. As Kath runs over and starts just looking over the field, and Nadia runs over to John and asks, did it help? Sure did. Thank you. Hell yeah. 
and she offers her hand out for like a shake. John uh, puts Sail out to his side and, and shakes Nadia's hand. Hey, no hard feelings about before? My, uh, you weren't really the, the, uh, I guess, aggressor. You weren't the person that made me angry, so you're good. What does Sam do? Am I, am I relatively close to Chanu? Yeah. All right. Can I put my left hand on Chanu's, uh, shoulder? No, the explosion took off your hand as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you can do that. You can I do that? Uh, and then I'm going to try to use my special ability. Okay, roll me that chroma. It's 2d6 plus 2. Oof, that's a 6. Can I uh, destiny counter that? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you want to use a destiny counter for that, absolutely. I am going to destiny counter that because this is supposed to be heartfelt, and if it, fa- if it fails, then it's not heartfelt. <laughs> All right, I'm going to burn a destiny on that. Okay. Um, and the ability is Left Glove Protocol 3, uh, also known as Big Explosion Do Not Use, also known as Healing Explosion Touch. A single touch can cause a target to be healed of harm, and that effect explodes off and heals other two, others too, despite the ensuing explosions look dangerous. Okay, with 12, uh, Shinu is absolutely healed of all of his harm. In fact, with a 12, it explodes off and it heals the entire group. This... Describe what that looks like. Uh, it looks like a giant orangish, brashish, brashish, goldish, bronzish explosion uh, for a moment, but nobody feels any warmth or heat from it physically they feel like an internal emotional warmth but not any like heat or fire from like a firework and it fade it's pretty instantaneous it still makes a loud noise um i'm sure certain individuals may be shocked by a loud sudden explosion but i will leave everyone's reactions to themselves Hal has seen enough strange stuff today, he accepts it. Shin's just starting to come down off of his meds. <laughs> <laughs> they did okay. You did okay. Yeah. This has been a crappy couple days. I'm sorry to hear that. I've had worse days. How have you been? Uh, dragging around Reese. Getting work done. It's a living. Yeah. Yeah. Haven't seen you in how many years now? It's been a while. Yeah, that's enough friendly talk. And, and she just walks away. Henri turns over to Cal and just is like, no, no, no. Henri turns over to like, I really want to have someone just be all like, man, Shinna really does like know everyone. But Henri's busy with Reese. Can one of you say it, please? Wow, Shinu knows everyone. Thank you. Just isolate that. It, it just makes sense for Shinu to know everybody. Yep. I think around the same time that 
rescue vehicles come over here to look and like just find out what the hell happened is the same time that news crews show up and the same time that Bowen vehicles show up. And so you see a see news crews carrying the symbol of channel four on them as well as you know Bowen vehicles and just rescue vehicles in general to look for anything that happened pretty much. I think the rescue vehicles immediately and and they're not just like they're they're Bowen rescue vehicles I should say. like they're not they're not just like ran like they're not ambulance. Through this Henri has stayed in her form and is just staying and tending to Reese as Seb is also tending to Reese. Cal, you're you were immediately run over to Reese as well. Are you going to also help out? Nah, he's done his stuff. Okay. He gave uh, Reese as much as he thought he deserved. A good little stabilization. As Henri and Seb help Reese into the back of a rescue vehicle as the Bowen vehicle starts heading out, Seb looks over at Henri like, Hey, you're you're not too bad. Saul and Brady both jump out of the vehicle and rush down probably like down a cliff like like a hillside a little bit to meet all of you down on this battlefield i'm imagining it has been a few minutes since the explosion touch everybody's had a moment to just kind of like sit down and and breathe after this fight as saul runs down that way the News anchor that you can recognize, Gemma Lawton, also rushes down. Saul immediately rushes over to Shinu. Is Shinu still in Ranger form? Of course. Saul looks over and immediately starts asking, Seb, what the heck happened through here? As she gets closer and seeing that there's no response, she, like, immediately starts, like, just like holding on to something and pulling it seb what happened seb's over there seb's already gone <laughs> shinu better believe it <laughs> and shin walks straight towards the reporter <laughs> excuse me excuse me um and she's like holding a camera no, 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 I think she has a camera person with her. Camera person's holding a camera. She's holding the microphone and is heading towards uh, the Shinu as he's walking forward. Excuse me. Um, what, do you happen to know anything of what happened here? Yes, I do. Me and my team, the Dive Rangers, just saved Fair Bahamut's Bay from a giant turtle. She looks completely just flummoxed. Just, there's so much to unpack with what you just said. She has no way of of being able to unpack any of it. You can trust us. We're here to help. The Dive Rangers. I... I, I don't know what to say. Are you... At this point, I demorph. As you demorph, she looks completely shocked is 
Shinu Yaw? Better believe it. Are we to believe that Shinu... Shinu, is it your turn? Your team? She's completely flustered. Mr. Yong, are you saying that you have created a task force of some kind in order to take out these threats as well as any of the other threats that have currently been befounding the city? Such as the attack on the Mo a month ago and the horrible, horrible trailer accident outside of the highway? Yes, with Bowen's help. In fact, Saul Joy over there is happy to answer all your questions. Saul Joy turns over and as the camera faces towards her, yes, I would be absolutely happy to answer any questions along with Shinu Yong, our adjunct associate. Very adjunct. We rarely associate. Have you walked away, Shin? Oh, yeah. Completely. He's he's gone back to Mulyong. Okay. And is climbing onto Mulyong's back. So she tries to backpedal as much as she can out of the situation as she answers to Gemma Lawton. Uh, can John uh, go to Henri and, and, and help her? Um, oh, if you wanted to, to join Henri into the back of the, the vehicle, you can. Yeah, that's what John would have done. He would have looked after his wife. Okay, after yeah. getting... Would... Um, would he have to get, take the Highlander to and follow them, or no? Just leave it there, or not the no, Highlander? No, no. I imagine if you're going to follow, like, are are you going to? You are very far away from the Highlander. You don't even know if the Highlander is still around. Right. John's yeah, John. So much trouble if it's destroyed. Well, the Land Cruiser had all the um, had all the spare clothes and whatnot. So let's hope it's not. I mean, if she's going to a hospital, they got plenty of stuff like that. True, but, you know, she probably didn't want to arrive in her bird form. Well, they're probably going to a medical facility run by... That's also true. I mean, I guess we want to get technical. Bahamas Bay is run by Bowen, so... Well, one that's, like, specifically for Bowen. Ah, yeah. But John will go with Henri. So, yeah, I imagine you, the, you along with Seb and Reese are in the back of the vehicle rushing Reese over to a Bowen facility. And now Cal realizes in the middle of anyone, no one, he's with no one anymore. So he's like, hey, Shin, can I get a ride? Yeah, we'll go back to my place. Okay. Meanwhile, Sam, Kath, and Nadia. So that happened. How do you feel about giving up the watches? I think Nadia looks over and says, that, that sword is so annoying. Yeah, I don't know where it came from. About a week later, the bunch of you are currently... I'm going to say everyone has been specifically asked to meet at the Bowen building. John, Cal... Shinu, are you going to accept this like meeting? Yes. Yes. And John? Uh, is, uh only if um honor's cool with it. 
Henri's response is pretty much along the lines of, I guess I'll show up myself. Yeah, it's probably we better we go together. They, um... So as the lot of you go up to the Bowen building, you have a face-to-face with Saul right in front of the door to the conference room that you have been asked to meet at. So I want all of you to know that I am sorry for having little faith in the three of you. I understand that my team didn't fare well against the current threat. Sam did okay. Sam did. I want you to know that there's no hard feelings from me, and that she's waiting for you inside. She opens the door, and she walks away. Inside the conference room, you see a woman who looks a lot like Robin Wright. I don't think I've ever described her as anything else. I feel like I've always just said she looks like Robin Wright. That's it. She sits at the back of the room having a short conversation with Sam, who's already here. Chanu, Cal, John, it's fantastic to meet all of you. I am so sorry for coming here and asking you on such short notice for this meeting. I am Tess Goodwin. I assume you know of my child. Shinu, of course, you already know me. It's been a while. It has been. It's been since, well. Yeah. So, Shinu, how does it feel to be the most famous person in Bahamut's Bay? It's no different than being the richest. It's very true. It's very, very true. Your parents always felt so strongly about this company. I want you to know, having you be kept away from the business was never something I intended. I want to bring you in. In fact, I want to bring all three of you in. on. I don't want to have to work in the dark with you anymore. I don't want to have you outsourced or contracted away. I don't want to deal with this through threats or intimidation. I don't want to have to deal with this through any sort of shadowy means. I want to make this extremely clear and obvious, and I want to give you the support and the power that you need. In doing so, I'm sure you know that we have an opening in our company. The security director over Bahamut's Bay Facilities position is vacant along with the security advisor position. And I can't think of anybody who would be better at the security director the security director position than you, Shinu. And John, while I think you might have your hands full at everything at the Mo. I also think you'd be an absolutely fantastic security advisor. And Cal, I don't want to leave you out either. We currently have a field opened up for the R&D division called Development Advocate. 
it's a community outreach position. You'd be basically something like the face for everything that we need. And Sam, I've asked you here because I, in hoping that Shinu will take this offer and that the rest of them will as well, that you, seeing as you are one of four candidates for our diver program, that you would like to have a similar position. Of course, this does hinge upon if Shinu and company accept these positions. Sounds interesting. And as long as I don't have to work directly with Saul, I could do it. I can promise you that Saul Joy will not be worked directly with in any way. Where she went is something that I personally do not believe anything in Bowen should ever go to. I think you already know my answer. I think I'd like to hear it out loud, just to make certain. Why wouldn't I want to work at the company my family started? I'm glad to hear that. And John? I'll have to think about it. If it makes you feel any better, I know Henri is with you here. We can offer her a position in the medical technician field. Might not be as glamorous as security advisor or security director, but it in itself would be extremely useful. She, she made quite an impression upon our director of medical technician. Ah, sorry. Our director of medical technologies, Seb Poole. I hope that the two of you would actually enjoy working with Bowen. We'll see. Honoré looks over and says, I'm sorry, what does a medical technician do? Well, you'd be researching different medical technologies and paths. and So basically not the work of an actual doctor. That's one way of putting it, yes. Nanri just kind of like huffs and turns to John. Honey, if you're going to. Yeah, I might. But if you're on the fence, I'm on the fence. And I might just push you over that fence. Uh, which that? Well, then, if not, John, if you don't have to accept the position. I imagine it will be easier if the four of you are going to continue to protect the city, but that's not necessarily required. So long as we can depend upon you, you can continue to act as a free agent. Sam, since Shinu has already wanted to branch out and accept the position then I would like to offer you as the facility manager of a new R&D division. It's a 
site that's more or less abandoned at this point, but we can fill it up and we can make it nice and shiny for you and all the needs that you would have. I'd be honored. Of course, that might also have to go through Shinu, the facility I imagine you would like to have as a headquarters is located underneath the Yong Estate. No, you're... Of course, it's under my home. I should have known. Wait, you have a house? I thought you just lived at the bubble dive. John, we've known each other for... Henri looks over at John and smacks him on the shoulder. There's a building called the Yong Estate. Who did you think that belonged to? You know, honestly, I've never even thought about it. He never invited me over for drinks. I just assumed that he had an apartment at the bubble dive because he always said, let's go down to the bubble dive. Not let's go to my estate. So. You realize you paid for the drinks there, right? Right. Yeah. But, you know. I was making a buck off our friendship. Tess has a moment where she, like, leans back and looks at Cal, like, you're the reasonable one, right? As reasonable as I can be. Thank you for listening to Totally Tubular Transform and Dive Rangers, Episode 9, Just the Beginning. The previously on music was Grampus by The Thrill off the Blue Sub Number 6 soundtrack. Our opening theme was Open Secret by Sheena Ringo. And the closing theme you're listening to right now is Face by the Luyas. You can follow us on Twitter at off underscore hour or send us an email offhournetwork at gmail.com. If you think we're cool, write us a review or tell your friends about us. If you think we're lame, do those things anyway and trick people into listening to us. This episode concludes what I'm now calling the Davy arc and the beginning section of my plans for the campaign. Lots of cool things I have planned up and lots of cool things technically I've already done because we recorded like many sessions ahead. Thursday's episode will be a short little one-shot featuring some of the cast, not necessarily everybody. Something light for an interlude after such a heavy episode like this one. Starting pretty soon, the system is going to have more changes to it as I add new things. I'm going to start talking about those changes in the front of episodes in what's probably going to end up being like a living systems corner. So hopefully everybody can follow along a little bit better. If you're not necessarily having trouble following along, then it doesn't really matter that much either. Just be mindful that the thing's happening. Well, it was a long episode, so I don't want to keep you here that much longer. Black lives matter, especially black trans lives. See you Thursday. I miss you, Janah.